AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts was hosting it was called nick cannon's fresh faces of comedy how did you get on that event and that's what made me realize okay this shit over here is my responsibility right. that out there is gonna go whether or not i'm here or not and get all this shit together on my own and somebody might that's how nick met me i was outside talking to myself getting my set together because the dude at the comedy club told me i couldn't talk about none of this shit that i planned on talk about the first time i was going up there to do the show in new york always find it funny that niggas can be a real nigga everywhere except for in their house. Get into a position where everybody wanted something from me to realize that the only shit that really mattered was what I can get of myself. Know that they were just asking me how I was feeling to ask me for something right after. Made me do something that I had never done in my life prior to that point and that's duck. The responsibility necessary to having the conversations with these people. I ain't never ducked nothing in my life. Right. Now niggas want to loom me to death. Salute loom. Yeah, exactly. It's my man loom. That's my man too. Both looms. Old loom, new loom. Both <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, All ops must know it's up there and it's stuck there, nigga. When it's up there, man, it's stuck there. Shut up. Well, yeah, I have been booed, but it was on purpose. <laughs> 
Mm. Like, I knew the booze was coming. Like, I went to Dallas, and I'm in, and this is when I first performed in front of Martin, my first time meeting Martin, right? I'm on a show, it's a, a group show now, with the the big tours when you see all of these different guys, when you have a, 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 a D-Ray and a Martin and, a, you know, a Ricky Smiley and a Corey Holcomb and all them dudes on one show, that's the potluck. That's when you bring your dish to the big show, you know what I mean? The comedy club is I where mean, you hone your you skill. Get, yeah. I had, what, 20. I had 20, 20 minutes. That's 20 good, minutes. Though. But at this point, this that's was just a, a couple. That's a mean set. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. But for me, I was just in awe of the fact that I'm getting ready to perform in front of a nigga that I idolized as a young nigga. So I'm like, what can I do to separate myself in this moment in front of this person that has seen every kind of comedy that exists at the highest level. Like, it's very rare that I want to impress other men in any capacity. But in that capacity, I was like, I want to impress this man because he's impressed me for so many years, not even knowing who I am. And then he just greeted me and said he was glad to meet me and right. gave me level. I want him to, I want him to see that I'm, one of them ones, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I wanted, I want him to see that in this moment. Yeah. So I came out, and um, you know I'm in Dallas, and you know I always rap. You know what I mean? That's just always something I do. And it's a song called uh, "Southside Is the Realest." That's a big song in Dallas. So I came out, and I got the from like every time I hear this song, it made me feel like I'm from Dallas. You know what I mean? I'm the Chico. It's the realest. No, you gonna feel this. You know what did I say? Uh, no, you gonna feel this. Know that I'm the illest. I get to rapping and I'm like, you know what I mean? Pockets on swole. Flow is so cold. And mind you, at this point, they all the way into the rhyme. Hey, I'm like, yeah. the Cowboys ain't never going to win the Super Bowl. Boo! Boo! Nigga, yeah. fuck. I'm like, ah, that's what you get, nigga. Washington football team. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Yeah. You should have waited. That's what's wrong with niggas. Yeah. We, niggas rap to you now. We, you think you know a nigga. Right. Nope. You and then yeah. just that and then being able to turn them around that quick. That was what I had to do, and for me, right to stand out to in stand moment. out in that moment. Like I'm gonna come out and say, I'm talking about everybody. Hey, hey, the Cowboys ain't never. boo, yeah. boo. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. ah, ha, nigga, fuck y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that right there was a level of audacity that most people don't have the fearlessness to be able to do right. on stage, especially in that moment. Yeah. Like, cause I'm nervous as nervous. I get nervous before every show. I've always told myself if it's a show and I ain't getting nervous, that means I didn't accomplish everything I'm supposed to accomplish. Right. So I still get nervous before I touch every stage. Yeah. But once I get out there and hear my voice, you know, it's clockwork. I'm yeah, doing my thing. It, I think it, but so that's how you get through it. But you get nervous. You you just recognize, all right, this is part of the pattern. Yeah, yeah, that's this just is what just it is. This is part of what Yeah, happens. I just because I want to, you know, like I said, my work is my work. Yeah. I, I want my Do work well. to be yeah. something that people are proud to, you know what I mean, say that they saw. So I'm always like, ha, ah, let me make sure I give my best. But in that moment, I'm like, nah, I want to show this nigga how raw I am. Like, right. you know, because I don't necessarily – have the same capacity that most people do. It's like if you know you can do something or if you know you that man, you ain't got to show up and announce it. You know, right. the loud nigga in the room is usually the motherfucker yeah. trying to yeah. prove something. Right. And then probably to himself mostly. Right. For me, I don't do none of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when I want to and when I feel it, I'm like, man, I'm about to show this person 
how much of a dog I am at this yeah. shit because I want you to leave here more than even the people. I want the people to leave here with that perspective, but I want you to leave yeah. here knowing that your influence gave me this ability to be able to take the parts of the game that you laid down and do this with it. Right. I want to give you that because right. you mean so much to me and right. in my career, in my life, in my moment. I ain't had no daddy, so nigga, you kind of helped raise me being able to sit in front of that TV while my mama went and handle right. business and watch you and laugh. So the fact that you are in front of me right now and I'm a peer of yours in, in theory, I want you to be able to see, man, hey, Slim, the work that you put in has impacted the next generation to this capacity. Right. And I'm one of your understudies, whether you know it or not. And look what I'm able to do from your, you know, yeah. tutelage, if you will. And, that, and that's some dope shit. How did you get into comedy? Uh, I went to college and went. What year? What year you get into comedy? I started 08. doing it in 08. Yeah, I graduated from college and I, you know, went to Winston Salem you State. You did them bullshit rooms, though. Like, oh, the, nigga, yeah. what? That's how you start, yeah. you know what I mean? And I was the first, I was the last class of comedian that came in was before social media. You know, 08, social media wasn't. It was just Facebook for mm. real. It wasn't no, you know, social media that you can capitalize off with comedy. So I still was having to go do the open mics. Right. And, uh, you know, I started at the Greensboro Comedy Zone in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I did that purposefully because it's like, I got to make a name here. Because yeah. whenever I go to these places, they tell me you got to go to make it then I need to have somebody that I can come back to and and that's going to support me whether or not they believe I'm the shit or not. So I got to build this following, and I'm going to do it right here where it's not a hotbed of comedy, where ain't nobody necessarily coming to look for nobody that's comedic talent. If I can come up out of here with a name, then it's going to make them respect me when I go to these places. And even if they don't, when I touch that stage, the work that I've been doing in these places to make these people fuck with me, when you do this shit every night, you're going to see the difference. Right. It shine bright. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I graduated, you, go ahead. When I graduated, I went to get a job where I did my internship at, and they told me I was going to be making $6.25 an hour. And I was like, I'm not, because like the hustler in me just wouldn't allow me to go the route that they say you're supposed to go. Like I'm saying, like we've been talking about right. that social customary thing that we believe in, subscribing to the group yeah. thing. I done went and did this, and you telling me I'm about to be making less than I was making when I got my first job bagging up groceries at 13? Nah, I'm not okay sense. with that. Yeah. So I went home, went through the whole process of figuring out what I was going to do. My man Jerome had told me, man, you need to try comedy because I was hosting all this shit on campus and college and doing all the step shows and all that. But I'm like, man, I ain't never want to be no comedian, nigga. Like, I ain't really... I like comedy. I study comedy because I enjoy, you know, the craft of it. But I ain't never wanted to be no comedian. He was like, bro, I'm telling you, bro, you need to get this shit a try, bro. You funny as fuck, bro. I'm like, I'm funny to you because you my man, nigga. I ain't walking around goofy, nigga. I don't, <laughs> like, my perception was different yeah. of what it took to be right. in this space. So right. he was like, man, they got an open mic at the Comedy Zone. Let's just go look and watch it. So it was first and second Thursday of every month. That first Thursday, I went and watched everybody bomb, nigga. I was just like, well, <laughs> I at least can do this yeah, fucked up. Facts. So yeah. that next week, I was getting my whole four minutes together because that's the only time, all the time you got was four minutes. I went the next Thursday, went and did my four minutes, and when I got off stage, I swear to God, it was like I felt it. I said, this what I'm supposed to be doing. This it. Damn. 
That's how I came to so me. I've been doing it ever since that, that day. Quick. Do you write jokes? How long mm-hmm. it take you to write? You I don't, don't write I'm, jokes. I don't. I write the idea down yeah. in my. That's how I my, like to do. Yeah, my mind is 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 different, man. Yeah, you know I what I'm saying? Even like, no, like, nah, I, I don't want to lose the idea, but I talk to myself. Like, I get it together in my own mind. It's just the yeah. way my mind works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've embraced the parts that the shit that for me doing the type of work that I do, and prior to being a comedian. It's made me embrace the things that people are going to say about you that caught that that just AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? 
so he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By you being crazy, quote unquote. Like yeah. the fact that I talk to myself and walk around in the circle and get all this shit together on my own and somebody might, that's how Nick met me. I was outside talking to myself, getting my set together because the dude at the comedy club told me I couldn't talk about none of the shit that I planned on talk about the first time I was going up there to do the show in New York at Gotham Comedy Club. This was my first time ever performing in a major comedy club. And you know, New York is the mecca of stand-up yeah. comedy. so. I got in there, dude was like, I don't know who you are. You can't say this. You can't say, you can't curse. You can't say the N-word. We want to, you know, this is a this type of show. So at that point, that's what I thought I was going to go up there and do my Def Jam shit. So he was like, no, you can't do that. I'm outside reworking my whole set. I got 10 minutes. I'm out there walking around in a circle talking to myself, getting this shit together. Like, yes, yeah, I'm going to do this. Nick comes in, sees me outside talking to myself. He don't know me from a can of paint at this point. But he see me talking to myself because I'm really into it. I don't care that nobody's looking at me. I'm in my own bubble, like, getting my shit together. Fast forward. We're going to come holler at that, though. We see somebody on their vibe like that, we're going to say he's serious about that. See, he didn't know what I was doing. You did. We, in, we in New York. Okay. I'm just a crazy oh, yeah, nigga talking nigga to myself. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? I'm yeah, just another yeah. nigga outside running around in a circle talking to herself. Fast forward, I do my show. Rock that bitch. Kill it. And I'm talking about what just happened. I'm talking about the fact that this nigga just seen me outside talking to myself, getting this shit together because this white man just told me what the fuck I couldn't do. And I ain't had no choice because I'm broke and I need the opportunity. That was my whole set. Talking about what happened to me that day. When I get off stage, Nick stopped me. I mean, stopped me in my tracks. He great. He's supposed to be going up to introduce the next comedian. He grabbed me. Hey, hey, hey. Was you just outside making that shit up that you just did? I'm like, yeah, I was. He said, man, I'm around some of the best in the game. They can't do what you just did. Keep working. That was his. And that's how y'all met. That's how we met. That so was our first interaction. So you again at Wildin' Out through Dolly with that. Went, but that was almost two years after that Right, experience. But, that's, but I just wanted to connect that. But that's crazy. Yeah. So he, what was he in the building for? He was hosting it. He was hosting. It was called Nick Cannon's Fresh Faces of Comedy. How did you get on that event? Dolly. Damn. Dolly making that phone call saying, I got some guys in North Carolina that's funny. You should give them an opportunity to come up here and do the show. And that's, he was like, I right, bet book him because he was looking for new talent, but not for wilding out. He was just looking for new talent because that's just something Nick does from time to time. He just try to find new talent. And it was a fresh faces of comedy. My man B Dot, who we used to do the FFCS with, my freestyle funny comedy show that I started doing in North Carolina, he went up the first week and did it. And then I came up that second week and did it. And that's what happened. When I came and walked in the club, he was like, all right, uh, uh, Chico Bean. Okay, who are you? I'm like, I'm on the list. I'm performing. He was like, uh, what are you What are you doing? Because they got more than one room. I'm like, I'm, he's like, oh, you're in the main room? Oh, you're on that Nick Cannon show. All right, uh, so, you know, what type of material do you do? I'm like, I, you know, 
comedy. Nigga, what the fuck you mean? What type of material do I do? I ain't never had to answer no See, question like that. Yeah, so he like, man, what type of material? Which, 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 are you, do, are you dirty? Are, are you clean? Dirty, or what yeah, are you? Yeah. Like, mind you, I'm fresh in the doing comedy. A year and a half in. I'm like, nigga, I... I do comedy. Like, what do you mean? Do I curse? Yeah. Well, do you talk about sex? Yeah. Do you say the N-word? Yeah. Well, you can't do any of that in here. Got to be clean. You got to do this. You can't do any of that. So, And that's why you was outside. And that's why I was outside, because everything that I planned on talking about, this man just told me that I'm not going to be able to say in this club. Damn. And I could have been a rebel and went up there and just did this shit anyway and fuck my opportunity up to ever be able to come back into that space again. And I don't know who this person is. And I know that this is the biggest opportunity that I have gotten up until that point. And I'm up there on the strength of somebody who I love to death's word and recommendation. So I don't want to fuck up what she going to have to deal with tomorrow when I take my ass back down here to the comedy zone in North Carolina. So I'm going to make sure that I go out here and doing that, most motherfuckers in that position would have just said fuck it and left because they can't do they what I was able enough. to do. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, the way my mind work, I've always just been a special big-headed motherfucker that can go out and do different things at a level that most people can't do and they can't understand. And I always embrace that. So I went out and talked to myself. And I'm talking about I'm out there full-fledged like, I am and this nigga walk in and I'm all the way I'm not even seeing I'm see, I'm aware of my surroundings but I'm locked into what I'm doing and when I got on stage the first thing I did was talk about what just happened and when I did my wild and out audition two years later when I first walked into the audition room then mind you my man Dot tells this story so crazy because we went together he went in and you know he does his whole little spiel and they ain't really fucking with it when he leaves out, and this is from him telling me his perspective of it, when I walk into the room, he said within the first couple of 15 seconds of you being in the room, all I heard was that bitch erupt with laughter, nigga. And he said, that's when I knew I didn't make it. He said, well, after you, I heard that laughter that came out the room when you walked in, I knew it was over with. But for me, when I walked in, I'm not talking about the preparation that I had driving up here right. for this. I'm right. talking about what's in front of me. Right. Because I want you to see that this is naturally who I am. I don't have to practice being me. Like me being me is what I want people to subscribe to. Right. And that's what I want y'all to see. Yeah. Because no matter what position you put me in, this is who I'm going to be in that position. So I want you to know what you're getting. So when I walked in the audition room, a dude named Dorian Salute to the OG Dorian, man. He was sitting in the room, and he big old dude. You know what I mean? Big, big nigga. And he was just mugging. Like, I'm just like, man, what's up, Nick? And he was like, man, I remember you, man. You my man from, you know what I mean? Dolly Homeboy, man. My man right. from the joint. I was like, yeah, I appreciate you, Nick. But who your man right here, man? What's wrong with him? Yeah, what's up with Slim? You yeah, all right, big yeah, man? Yeah, you good? Yeah, 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 I need yeah. to be worried, Checking nigga. His temperature. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah, to be yeah. worried. Big ass nigga. Why you ain't why you just standing there <laughs> looking at me? He acting like he ain't wanna laugh. And then I was like, bro, at least tell me your name. He was like, Dorian. I was like, oh, I see why you don't wanna laugh, nigga. Your teeth big as a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you you fucking around and cut your tongue off trying to laugh at yeah. And then it's like Broke boom. Bones. You know what I'm saying? And that was just my interaction because it's like, man, this is this is what you get with me. And I'm comfortable in my skin. I've always had to be. I've never been given a gray area growing up. Like, my mother was different. She was like, nigga, this is the reality of what it is. This is who you are. Learn how to love that. 
Right. And I had to figure that out growing up as a young man because I always had man responsibilities. You know, yeah. like when my friends was playing football and riding their bikes, nigga, I was walking to the Safeway with a cart to get the groceries for the house. My mama was burnt out. She had to catch three buses to get back home from work. She ain't got the energy to walk down here to this Safeway. So right. here go the money. Here go the cart. Go down there and get everything on this list. You're going to miss that football game. It'll be another one, nigga. Right. You're going to miss that bike ride. It'll be another one. And I had to figure out how to be comfortable watching all of this fun go on while I had to go handle responsibility that was not necessarily for a child to have to bear, but it was my reality. Right. And in those walks and them times where I had to be by myself, I had to learn how to be comfortable and confident within my own space. And, and, and as fucked up as that may have been for me as a child, as a grown man, I'm thankful. I thank God every day for those experiences because now I'm able to be comfortable and in shit that I see other grown men fail at. And that's one of them gifts for the future. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that you don't know what you're getting about. all yeah. the way. You don't even know when you're going through it. You're like, man, it's cramping my shit. Did you have your pops in your life? Nah. Did you? Do you have a, Did you have any type of relationship nah, with them? I mean, they came back around when, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to do certain things, you know, with artists, right? I used to rap. And I used to, I had Tip and Dro and Waka Flocka in the town one time, and my father showed up. I hadn't seen him in a year. Like, I don't have a relation. I got game from my uncle and from the streets. Yeah, me you know too. What I'm saying? So I ain't had me no too. relationship with him. That's who raised um, me. Yeah. With my like, uncles in the streets. And, and, you know, I just did Steve Harvey's Boys Camp. And one of the things that I gave to the young boys is none of them had fathers. And, like I told them, as unfortunate as it is to not have a relationship with your father, you also aren't tied down to the obligations or responsibilities that your father would have gave you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so you're able to soak up game. Directly. Right. Yeah. And directly pass down yeah. to you or, you know, diverted you from something that you was passionate about, but he not. So now you got to go by. So right. you got to. Feel free to be able to understand it. It's unfortunate, but you got to find the silver lining in yeah. the fact that you can take game from everywhere. You can get it from all over. And you, you know, got to soak as much of it up as you can. But I, I ask you that because, you know, in talking to you, you can see that you have an ability to be able to translate a message in a way that most niggas who didn't have a relationship with their father can't do. And I'm always interested in to ask guys who didn't. Yeah. At what point did you realize you was different than everybody else? I think I, I knew that from. Or was it a moment that you feel like it really resonated and set in with you that you knew you was you was you wasn't like everybody else? It's when. When life threw at me the same things they threw at people and I conquered them, but also when I knew that life was giving me everything it had from a negative standpoint and I survived that so I said nah if I outwitted that like outwitting the devil you know what I'm saying and I felt like and then all my people man my people don't tell me that I'm great but they I don't care about words anyway I watch actions mm -hmm. so the actions tell me I'm great everybody brings everything to me when when I when I didn't get broke down by what should have broke me down, you know, and Did you give me an example of one of those times? One time I was I was in a very serious relationship. 
And that relationship turned my hustle on. And I always tell people that sometimes love can turn on and activate a different kind of hustle. When you ain't got children and shit and you find something, you fall in love, like, I got to take care of this. I didn't know women were trickery. I didn't know they had trickery involved in them. I was young, so mm -hmm. I didn't really know that. Like, when, when a woman would call me king, I would really try to live up to that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that's trickery... Not all the time, and not from a pure woman, but where I was coming from, because I had some money, I'm king to everybody. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? You, the dog is your cousin when you get a little money. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know I was operating in a space where people didn't mean what they were saying. So I, when I finally left out of that, I think I hit rock bottom mentally, as far as like, you way too smart to have done that. Mm -hmm. Like when starts when I start to reveal things to myself and and get away from it emotionally and look at it logically, it started to just say, "All right, nigga, you gave a lot to something you ain't get much from. How smart really are you? Right? Do you really who 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 really are you when you can be tricked by words in that way?" And I dived in the books. Well, it was some pussy involved too. Don't just say it was the words. You got to yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, That's really that was a big part of yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah, the words right. just made the pussy just yeah. yeah you got to yeah. get, get yourself some grace on that one. And the yeah, everything, and all that whole, shit. Right. It was a vibration, but but I think I still gave it too much. I still gave it too much mentally. You have a good time with it and things. Yeah. But but. If I'm not careful with this thing. Oh, trust me. Who you telling? Yeah. Like, I got the same problem. Yeah. That's why I said it's, you know, it's so important to subscribe to whatever it is that, you know, because the most consistent thing that's going to happen to us in this life is your mind going to talk inside your mind. As we having this conversation right now, our brain talking yeah. inside our brain. So that's what you got to navigate because when everything gone and everybody gone and it's just you and your thoughts, that's who you are. Yeah. And I know, like I gotta, I That's got why to. I stay with some brush. Yeah, I, I got to. Yeah, I got because to because it keep me. I be in the trick bag. Because uh, I know me, I still a go. He said, "What to go and do?" I, I'm. I man, pop tall, man, and it's it's that's and the worst that's thing. That, yeah, for it's me fucked that I'm up, still man. Available that, in that way, and that's the hardest thing to be able to shake, man. I'm telling you, I'm with you. I totally understand it because I feel the same way about in the perspective that you just gave in regards to navigating the things that should have broke you down. And I've had so many different moments throughout my life that, you know, should have, I mean, that I had every excuse. That's like I said, saying. like not having no daddy, my daddy getting killed. I got every excuse to be as fucked up as I can be. Right. But when my uncle got killed, I remember how I felt when I saw the world still moving. Everything was still yeah. going. And that's what made me realize, okay, this shit over here is my responsibility. Right. That out there is going to go whether or not I'm here or not. And once I realized that, it made me realize that the importance of managing your bubble is so, it's, so, yeah. it's the most. It's imperative. It's imperative, yeah. man, for you to be able to navigate that because I know from what I come from and what the way I was trained, like, 
everybody in my household was with the bullshit and was on it. And that was normal. And the environment that I come from, the city that I come from, all of that shit was normalized to us. So for me to get to a point where I navigate beyond that and to be able to be pulled back into it based off of me not being able to manage my emotions is something that I constantly challenge myself on. Like when, my, when I was dealing with my mother being sick, I'm at the gas station. And mind you, I'm going through all these emotions because I, I feel it. I know my baby about to leave here. Yeah. And I'm in the gas station and the nigga is just looking at me. And he keep looking at me. And I'm like, man, man, you slim. What's the he like, oh, my bad, dog. I thought you was Chico Bean. And in that moment, I'm like, nigga, yeah. you tripping. Yeah. Like, you you are Chico. Like, you tripping, nigga. Like, I know it's fucked up right now. I know you great, you know, could potentially be great, lose the most important thing. In regards to you being who you are, but my nigga, you are who you are. And it took me to walk around the block and do that same process. That's the blessing of me having that process. It saved my life because I knew what to do in that moment. I knew how to take myself out of it. So you got to develop something to be able to snatch yourself out of that yeah. shit whenever it happened. You know what yeah, I mean? Because, and then, you know, um, I think because I've been... Because you see me by myself, man. This is it's a strength, but it's a weakness. And the weakness side so? of it, yeah. Because the weak, the weakness side of it is, I don't think. I think I'm not. I think I'm not available. So, so I'm not emotionally available. You know, I'm not ev available for for much. Like, and I don't mean time consuming shit. I mean like emotionally. Like, like I said, I'm not celebrating wins. I'm not I, I, relationships. Not not Man. really meaning much to me. Like me and a girl together is like it is what it is. That's fine though. I mean, in yeah, my I opinion, because I'm the I'm same to, I, way. Like, yeah, I'm trying to work through these things. I'm trying to see am I disconnected? Like, what's you know what I'm saying? Nah, it, it just it's, feels... it's, it's not it's not that coming from somebody who moves the same way. I'm always by myself. I'm Facts. Not because I can't be around a whole bunch right. of people, but I'm my own best friend. Right. And I'm comfortable in that. I embrace that. And I think it's just a perception thing. Like, you want to be everything that you can be for the people that count to you, but you got to be that for yourself first. As cliche as that sound, yeah. it took me to get into a position where everybody wanted something from me, to realize that the only shit that really mattered was what I can get of myself. And being alone and not having the same capacity that you see people judge you on, you know what I mean? Like I've been one of the people that's been running around saying I don't want to ever get married or be in a relationship publicly for years. And one of the first things when I have a conversation with a woman about that is the first thing they do is relegate me to loneliness. That's the biggest right they, they wrong about that but but still that's the first thing they go to because that's the people project what they feel the most right. on you when they hear you not right. conform to what they believe is something right. that works but my perspective on what's lonely is different from yours right. because being by myself i revel in that now and that's why i learn everything that i've that's got me i'm loving that right being by myself i love that what i'm saying is though is that is that for me in particular, I believe I've developed a skin or a shield or 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 something that is not allowing anything to penetrate, right? Because I'm blocking out bad and negative mm -hmm. 
because I'm saying stay on your path some kind of way it seemed like I done shut the door on anything coming in nah I disagree because yeah. you look at you look at where you at you know what I mean you got you know just using Charlemagne somebody that we share in right. regards to like he's been instrumental yeah and, he's a big brother and so much yeah. in my career yeah. you know what I'm saying just Saying, "Hey man, here, right? Go do your thing, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or because every opportunity don't come with some money attached nah, to it. It's like nah. just the yeah. the looks. Yeah. You think about how long I've been doing what I've been doing. I got on TV in 2013. What was you doing in 2013? I was exactly. In the yeah. That you ain't even got to say it. Yeah. So you think to now, we share a commonality of a person that I done been dealing with since over a decade now. Right." And this is somebody that you can genuinely say is a big brother because yeah. he's in a position to offer you the same type of help that he's offered right. me. So you're not blocking out no, everything. and I'm not talking about professionally. That's what I'm saying. I'm so locked in professionally that personally is suffering. Is I mean, have I'm you saying. identified the things that you desire personally to be able to know? No, if you but I've lost everything I had personally elevating professionally. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So, because everything I had personally came from most things. I won't say everything. Most things I had personally prior to leaving that whole stage was of that life. It was right. of that elk. And when I'm over here, when I mix those two, I put myself in a trick bag. Yeah. So, I literally had to... Cut that off. Yeah. Now that was the right move. What I'm saying, the unintentional consequences, I think, and I could be wrong, but we're talking through this, right? right? The unintentional consequences I think I'm faced with is that because I had to cut all of that off and shield myself, because I love them people on the other side of this thing. Yeah. Like, bro, I just talk my right hand man, I talk to every single day is facing a life sentence. You know what I'm saying? This is my guy, guy, guy. This ain't somebody I know in passing. I don't even never drop his name. I ain't yeah. never done an interview. This ain't about no clout shit. This is my guy, guy. So I'm saying it's love on over there. And it seemed like that's where all my love at. But I can't go get it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm over here where I get professionally. I'm piping hot. Right. I'm doing shit. I can call anybody in the game I can get in contact with just off my wit and off my ability to talk, dog. I'm blessed beyond measure. For sure. But my love, the people that I know loved me before this, before, because again, all this, I'm, 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 I'm thinking it's motives attached to shit now. Everything seems weird, and I'm sure you know what it's like on this side where it's like, who's here for what? Yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying about what I was, the, the analogy that I was using about seeing that table and being able to, you know, go like this. That's one aspect of it. But it's another thing to be able to see that table and go over there and stand at it and watch the game be played and give your perspective and yeah. all that, but not put none of your yeah, money yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think I'll get there. And that's the but part that I'm it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like you still haven't separated your love that you get and the love that you were given in that regard when you over on that other side. Like, it's one thing for the love that you receive, but 
when people see you, it takes you back into the mode of being who you were over there to them. And it's hard for you not to turn exactly. back into that person. Exactly. And that's the thing that you got to be able yes. to navigate getting over there and being able to still be able to receive the love and give it, but just give it in a different way than they used to you. And it takes training. I yeah. give you an example. I had a show at the MGM in D.C. I knew that I had to, I did the first one right after my mama passed, so I was still in the twilight zone. And I had like, man, like 80 comp tickets. I just was putting niggas yeah. on the list. They accommodated me. Wow. But when they came back the next time, which I'm blessed that there even was the next time because I sold enough tickets to where the 80 comps wasn't a problem. But when I came back the next time, they was like, look, you know, we were understanding of what happened you know, prior, but we can't do. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though, he's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts that many comp tickets this time because we opening up the second level we want to really you know sell this thing out so you know of course we we can accommodate your people but only a certain number of people right now mind you my mother played a big role in being a filter through certain people mm. to me like they didn't certain shit didn't come to me because they right. didn't want to have to deal with one right, right, right. but once she was gone all of that shit came to me now mind you it fucked me up emotionally as you said because i'm real in touch with my emotions I, I i understand it i'm it's very rare i get into them but if you somebody that i give them to they we in you there got me. you yeah, got me yeah. so to know that people that i felt like should have been able to feel what i was feeling to know that they would just ask me how i was feeling to ask me for something right after made me do something that i had never done in my life prior to that point and that's duck the responsibility necessary to having the conversations with these people. I ain't never ducked nothing in my life. Right. But this is the first time I ever push it off. Niggas is texting me, calling me. Hey, man, you know what I mean? And I'm just, uh, 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 just I ain't worried about that right. shit. Then it crept up on me. My manager hit me, boss lady hit me like, yeah, we got to go ahead and get this promo. How we going to run this, you know, this, this, the shit for the show and all of that. And I'm like, I can't do it. She like, what you mean? You can, I can't. I can't do it. I, I realize I'm not ready to go up there and face these motherfuckers who I didn't let do this shit that I know I got a problem with, but I didn't have the ability to be able to address in a manner that was necessary up until now. I know I can't go up there and face them people because I know my mind. I know I get in there and a nigga in there eating lamb chops and drinking champagne. Man, I wouldn't have missed this for the world. I can't say that I'm not going. You would have missed it if I ain't give you a ticket, bitch ass nigga. And I not in these people, not there, right. not at this level, not at the MGM, right. not, you know what I mean? Right. And it, re- it made me realize I had ducked something. So that was the first time I had been ashamed of myself in my life. I was ashamed of myself. Like, I can't believe I let this shit happen. I had to cancel the show. I ain't never did that. Yeah. But after that cancelization, I said, man, I'm going to do what I need to do. Fuck it. I got to develop the mentality of what's necessary to be able to go over here and face these people, because yeah. I got to, these my people, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I got to do it in a way where they respect the fact that I'm over here now, and I can't do it this way. So my thing was, look, everybody that was asking me for some shit, wherever I'm at in the world, you can come see me. I got you, except for in this city. Right. In Washington, D.C., if I'm here, you got to buy a ticket to see me, man. 
because you ain't got to really do nothing to right. support me. If you yeah. drive to Baltimore, I got you. Because right. at least it took you the gas money to get right. up here. But if you in this city and I'm performing in this city, man, buy a ticket to see me. You should want to if you my folks. And there was some hard conversations to have, but I had to do it. Yeah. And it took me to have that experience of canceling a show, some shit I never did before, yeah. to give me the strength to be yeah. able to go over there I and have them conversations. I, can. yeah. I can't let that shit happen yeah. no more. Yeah. And I'm glad that I was able to do it, and then I ended up selling out the show. The shit was amazing. But I just know that had I not had that type of interactions with the people that I had to have them with prior, then I would have never known what it took to be able to but get see, it after the fact. This is where you got me at. Hey, King and Sprite, too, bro. This is where you got me at. That's you personal meeting professional. Yeah. See, I've what I've done was literally sever the personal to elevate the professional. But there's no way you could have completely severed it if you still over there. You see I'm, what I'm not saying? over there. Though. I mean, but you over there enough to know that the love that yeah, you was yeah, yeah. that's still being over there. Yeah. So the severing that you did was your connection to what you was giving them folks while you was over there. That's what you stopped. You stopped being the guy that show up with the answers and all of the solutions and all of the the man I'm fucked up yeah. loon or yeah. man I this happened and that happened. Yes. I can't be that no right. more. But you haven't severed the connection to these that's people right. fully. Enough for you to be able to say that you done separated the professional. These people are still a part of who you are. You just have to figure out a way for yourself to be able to go over there and then it ain't without it. being attached to what you used to be. Yeah, see, a lot of it ain't even for them. A lot of it's for me. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm talking it's about. Like, it's bro, all for you. Because I go over there and turn back up. Because I see them. I see it. Bro, like, bro, it's this town is it's popping, man. Yeah. Like popping, popping, popping. My homeboy, another one of my guys, they just he just went, he took a million dollar loss. They went in, he 500 racks, 40 bricks. Like it's if you involved on that level around here, like in here, it'd be 150,000 in here just on just floating around, niggas gambling and you know what I'm saying? It's going down in this town. So I got I try to stay away from that because it'll be my luck. In here fucking with the homeboys, yeah, and then some. You know I mean, off. you gotta be at, but that's the that's what that's the price of of, of so doing I the unseen. Even getting that in love, I know is real, right? Because it's too dangerous for the overall circumstance I find myself in. So it got me by default forced to deal with fake love. I mean, you not. I, I disagree in regards to what you can do. Like what you just said, what you already doing. You already, you a nigga that then did it yourself and created your own island. You smart enough to be able to develop and curate a space where you can get some of that without having to deal with what come with that. You and remember that's, Tip said I still ain't forgave myself. Yeah. So that for, what I explained to you about whatever time about, yo, you put a lot into that and didn't get none. I still remember that. Yeah. What am I getting for that trust that I'm giving? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got, and I'm I get saying, it. bro, when it get now, now it ain't even about me feeling that. Cause I got these two little boys I gotta worry about now. Right. And if I had to pick myself up again, where they capture my ability to understand I am who I am, mm -hmm. 
That's what that's what I tell people don't let nobody capture your confidence, man. Oh yeah. Because you sure. cannot it's hard to rebuild. Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. And so when I got down in that place, I had to go back to my roots and say, this is what made me smarter. But here, see, if I just remember the process, then I would know what happened after that. Yeah. Because boy, when they told me down like that, when I when I caught that case in the street and then that happened because consequently the money wasn't the same because they got me my hands tied up and all of a sudden this fall victim to the circumstances changing. You don't yeah. think I'm smart enough to connect the dots. You want me to believe that somehow we fell out of love. Yeah. When I know damn well it's because I can't do the same things I've done without putting my life on the line in a way where I leave my children. So I'm saying I make conscious decisions to say them little boys don't come see me in jail. My last time going to jail, them little boys was so young they didn't remember. It's like they I gotta probably tell them, yeah. you know, daddy went to jail. They haven't came to a jail house or a jail phone that will break my heart. Yeah. Right. But anyway, if I just remember the process, when they when they threw everything they could at me, when I was talking about earlier, because that was rock bottom for me, not even the 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 picking myself up from from whatever love I've gave, but when I've been through things where I felt like it was the end or the bottom that I can be, where my confidence has been captured, where I felt like yo, you, who are you now? They done said you you can't even hustle, bro. Your money running now. They got you pushing a forklift. What is happening? Who 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 are you? Like, bro, that, that was an identity change. But if I remember the process after that and I got in them books, I became a monster. I shed it all that dumb street shit because it forced me to reevaluate and say, you ain't swift as you thought. You got caught hustling. That went left. This went left. What were you? That street shit had you in a trick bag. I went to reading. I went to listening to powerful things and just reading and watching CNN again for technique, though. Fuck what they saying. And I built a monster that they have to deal with today. Right? So sometimes shedding things, it's like, I don't know why I want to keep going back there for even that love when it's the big world. We Man. operate in a very Man. big world. Yeah, and that's the thing. is, it's, it's like that we make excuses to go and feel the level of comfort that we felt when things were easier for us and the work that was required for us to be successful at whatever it was we was doing. It's hard to be a street nigga, but once you good at it, it's easy. It's easy. Because all you got to do is just show up and allow the motherfuckers who trying to get up under you. Like I said, it's a lot of niggas getting taken advantage of by these big homies and right. these niggas and shit like yeah. that. So you have every excuse to be over there. So the fact that you making a conscientious decision every day to, even though you're struggling with the back and forth right. of it, you're still making a decision not only knowing what you knew then, but knowing what you know now and what you can really do if you took it back over there. You know what it is now. So that right there is what it is that is, is the most important in regards to you moving all the way outside of being attached to it in the way that you are attached to it now because those people who are in that space if they love you the way that they supposed to love you, they don't want you to be a part and of it. And I'm sure they don't love me like I think. I mean, yeah, and so it's I'm just, saying, yeah. Again, like you said, I'm dealing with the comfort. I'm just comfortable there, you know. Because as a man, though, we talking man shit. It 
it costs a man something to build love. Love yeah. ain't free. No, it, it's a very expensive. It's it. it hey man, it's so very expensive. So when we go out and say I, I want to find love again, as a man, I know how expensive that is. Yeah. And it's almost like I ain't willing to pay it, but I do myself a disservice, especially when I'm operating at this level, right? I'm saying to myself, yo. I don't want no relationship, but I'm, I don't even trust people at all, family. Like, I got zero trust, especially if when I deal with women, zero trust. Ain't no coming nowhere around me. Like, I'm going to meet you somewhere. You know, and, and this is, you know, this is just standard Man, procedure. Yeah, I was this about to say that. This ain't that, out of bounds. That don't sound like I'm, it's true. What I'm saying is when you operate in the real world, outside of the streets, and you see people more comfortable with things and, and people like move different than you. It's like, mm-hmm. damn, man, it seemed like that's a nicer life to have. Yeah, I mean, but you, you know got to give yourself some grace, too, because you you ain't that far removed from the space that you was in. You just happen to be very good at this new space to where you elevated quickly, so quickly that you thinking, nigga, I'm, you still got the street nigga mentality. Nigga, I done hustled up this nigga with a... It, you got to give yourself some grace in that regard to give yourself some time to be able to reprogram yourself, my nigga. I'm glad we having this. This helping so many niggas watching. Like, like, you got to be able to reprogram yourself and give yourself some time to be able to do that personally. Yeah. Fuck everybody right. else on every capacity. Women, yeah. the, your your homeboys, all and that. And you know that's my vibe, though. Like, you, if you see me here, this my time. I can have this motherfucker filled up. I'm popping, popping. It could be a bunch of fake love in here right now. But I'm, do you need that, though? You don't see it. So evidently, I don't. Well, yeah. what I'm, but what I'm saying is I got the ability to do that. So I'm conscious about I don't need nobody. But I understand that 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 I'm, I'm maneuvered into a new spot to where I no longer have to try it. And I gotta build the new track. I gotta curate yeah. the new track. But but what do you think it is that's that's constantly making you keep thinking about that's the fact that saying. you can do it? I don't that's know. That's the thing. The fact that you saying, man, I, man, I can have this bitch jumping, and I know I can go yeah. do that. You gotta stop Disconnect. thinking yeah. about that yeah. shit yeah. in yeah. that capacity. Because yeah. the more the I'm more saying. you thinking about why. it, the more is is you going eventually find yourself. Surrounded by the thing that you trying to remove yourself from. It's inevitable. There's no way you can't do that because you didn't. It's just like me. Like, when I go home, I see people. Like, I had a situation. I saw a dude I went to high school with. Now, I thought this nigga was above it. Like, you know, it's certain niggas that you think they, you know, they might. You know what I mean? Everybody taking the risk of going to jail and yeah. getting killed out yeah, here. But yeah. it's certain shit that certain niggas, you just, man, ain't you no ain't going to succumb yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw him, and that wasn't the case. He had totally, and I'm like, damn. And I couldn't even bring myself to stop and holler at him as much as I wanted to because I understand that I have removed myself completely from whatever you got going on. Yeah. And I can't afford for it to walk up on you while I'm standing here hollering mm. at you. I can't afford for that to be the case. I got to let you stand in your space and hopefully in this prayer I'm going to give you because it broke my heart, but I got to keep going. As much as I wanted to pull over and, and holler at him, I seen him. He, I mean, nodding out in front of the carry out. This- AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. 
sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh, Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though, he's fully recovered. Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nigga that I thought, this was my man. Like, this was a nigga I never, not dead. 
So whatever it is that he had going on, I understand what I have going on won't allow me to insert myself into it in the capacity that I wanted to and that was natural for me to do. Because who we were the last time we interacted, man, I'm, man what's up with yeah. you, Slim, man? What yeah. you got going on? Yeah. I know you ain't out here. Yeah. Nah, I'm not there no more. So what I can do out of love is get in contact with somebody who is close to him and still in that kind of that vicinity and help him that way. Right. And that's what I chose to do. I pulled another nigga that I know that from his neighborhood. Right. Hey, man, come holler at me, man. I got to talk to you so I can get the backstory of what I just saw. Right. Am I tripping? What's going on? Yeah. He gave me the backstory, man. Do this for him. Look out for him in this way. Tell him it came from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you got to stay away. But you got to, you can't and insert me, yourself. And for me, I think I'm saying, I think what I'm saying is, when I say I can have a bunch of people in here, what I'm saying is, is that I refuse to surround myself with fake love. Now, by consequence, because I've been wrong about it several times. I was just about to say that. It's made me say, fuck surrounding yourself with love. With any love. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. So, and I think that's what I'm dealing yeah, with. Yeah, you got to be able to identify. So what What do you stand with relationships and shit like? As far as what? You in a relationship? What? Uh, as far as an intimate relationship? Yeah. No, I'm in a yeah. couple of them. Okay. Yeah. I got See, multiple women vibe. that I that's, deal that's with. That's my vibe. Yeah, but, but, but the thing about it is, I say that. And I'm very honest as well. Right. I don't do no lying. Nah. Ain't no games yeah, being yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. woman that deals with me knows exactly what they're dealing with. Like, the way I make a long story short, I make the outside of my house ugly. I leave with all the shit that you're going to catch a nigga doing. I'm telling you up front, this is what I have going on. You're not going to be the only woman I deal with. You're not going to be the only woman I talk to. You're not going to be the only woman I have a relationship with. Right. So if you come over here, know that that's going to be the reality. Now, as far as the details of that, I usually don't even have to get into that because that eliminates majority of the questions, of the questions yeah. that come once you leave with that. But that's who I am, and that's how I operate. But what that does for me is that allows me to be able to surround myself with people who I can hold to the same standard that I hold myself and be to honest with. and and tell the truth to. Like I always say one thing that I find very interesting about niggas when I had conversations when we you know we about to go into something I you know a lot of people always interact with me about or ask me about because I've been so vocal about it and and I live like this is really my life. I always find it funny that niggas can be a real nigga everywhere except for in their house. You a real nigga in the streets. You will do all this shit, but when you go home, You're you can't boy. look at this woman that you say you supposed to be the king and the leader of, and be who you really are, nigga. You, That's you something. The tail in that yeah, house. I can't. I can't live like that. Nah, but like, see, because the, the, what what dudes are doing are acting. Yeah, very like good too. Are, yeah, dudes are undiscovered actors, man. When they are out here. They ain't, that's not a nigga taking care of no business. He just look like he, he just taking look care like of it. it. That costume. That house tell you what's, what's going really on. going on, yeah, right? Yeah, that's and, where you get it from. And for me, I've learned in me being this way with women and being forthcoming about who I am completely, that you learn the truth of who women are. Mm. See, most niggas don't know who these women really are. Right. But when you lead with and the disarming the thing because all of this shit is just disarming you because all of the things that you got bottled up and you think you're going to be able to sneak and can nah that ain't happening over here this is a whole nother program like 
If you playing full court basketball, I'm letting you know I'm 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 out here because I fuck with you. I love women, especially black women. So I'm over here, right. but I'm over here on this side court with this tennis ball. So if you want to play full court, if you looking for a relationship, right, and right, do right. your thing. Yeah. But don't come over here fucking with this unless you want to learn a new game. That's just what it is. And then having those types of conversations, you learn the things that most niggas don't know. And in my environment growing up, the game that I got about women came from women. Mm. A nigga ain't never gave me no game in regards to a woman that I could utilize in regards to my interaction with a woman. Niggas have gave me the game to how to handle being with a woman and the shit that you do in regards to getting them and keeping them and all of that. But the day-to-day interactions and the things that you're going to notice that a woman is doing to you, and again, like you said, them tricks and yeah. all of that, that's only going to come yes. from a woman yep. because they are ironclad. The difference between niggas and, and, and women is niggas get caught, women get away with it. That's why you hear niggas ain't shit, niggas ain't shit because niggas is constantly getting caught up because women are emotionally more developed and able to handle the bullshit and the stress that we give them way better than we are able yeah, to handle the stress yeah. that they give us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, Facts. you can fuck 50 women on your girl. You found out she gave a nigga a hug too long. You ready to kill everybody. So that's just the difference. When you think about somebody who can endure that much shit that you have agreed that you would never do to this person, what is she doing in that time to quell those emotions that you've given her? What is she developing? What is she developing into in that in those moments? That's what I've been able to be privy to now that I stopped being full of shit. Because I used to be full of shit like every other nigga, you know what I mean, as a younger nigga. But after a certain point in my life, at 23 years old, you know what I mean, I was like, you know what? I'm really on some sucker shit. Yeah. Like and, and that's a reality check. This something that I'm that really, we gotta go I'm through. really on some sucker shit, Lying man. Ollie, women, yeah, shit, and, and, some, and and pretending to be yeah, somebody to make them like yeah, me yeah, and saying whatever I need yeah. to say to make you. Yeah. That's sucker shit. Yeah. And I ain't never been yeah. a sucker, and I ain't never been able to be around. Yeah. I ain't never been comfortable in that yeah. space. But when it come to this this female, I, I throw all that shit yeah, out the window. That ain't straight. Just to be able to say I got some pussy. Yeah, that ain't straight. That is not straight, but we do that. We do it. We talking to young men right now. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, like don't if you do can it. help it, and you got to go through it. I you understand gonna go it's tough. It. You gonna go through it because I've been through it. I've been the nigga that sometimes it's just you. It is what it is. But at this point in life, I'm not going to pretend to be anything ever. This is who I am. This is what comes with me. What turns you into that? Just being able to understand. You didn't. You you didn't have. You didn't. Always be no, like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It was just a one of those moments where I went through some shit, and I, really it was a conversation I had. Why is it blinking? Huh? I think we might have got. I say I became that way from. It was really a conversation that I had with my mama. Mm. I had a conversation with my mother, man, and um, and I ain't, I don't even think I ever talked about this before, but I had a conversation with my mother about my father. And she never talked to me about who my father was. She talked to me about how my father was. Like, you act like your daddy, you look like your daddy, you lie like your daddy. But she never told me who he was as a man. And in having this conversation with her, it was just spurred a moment. Like I said, I'm, you know, staying in North Carolina. I went home to visit, and I had just went through some shit and stopped dealing with a female based on 
some bullshit that I did, you know what I'm saying? And I'm having a conversation, and I just I asked my mom, I was like, Mom, did my daddy ever cheat on you? And she was like, cheat on me? She like, Make sure you catch as much as you can just in case it's doing some funny shit. She said, cheat on me? She was like, what made you ask me that? I'm like, I'm just wondering if you ever went through that with my father. She was like, oh, what you out here, nigga? You got your dick in the streets? This my mom. This is how she talked to me. Yeah. Like, what you got your dick in the streets? I'm like... Yeah, to an extent, but I just was wondering if, you know, because I, I don't know who my daddy, I don't know if I got something, I don't know if this nigga was a, you know, if he had that black snake moaning him, like, was this nigga the hound dog, or who was he in that regard, because I'm, at this point, I'm feeling like a sucker, because I had got caught doing some shit that was some sucker shit, mm. I bitch, and caught me up lying about some sucker yeah. shit, and I just felt... Like, man, yeah. and that's the only person I can come to yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. So she was like, your daddy ain't never had to cheat on me. She's like, your daddy ain't never told me nothing solid. but what it was. She was like, so that's the only, and that's why I feel like I ain't had nobody to ever meet that standard since then. Because everybody that came in contact with me then been full of shit, and I ain't a bitch that you can play with like that. Yeah. And I'm like, you know that what? Changed it, yeah. That changed my perspective. Let, let you know. And that. it gave me a little glimpse into, okay, my daddy was a, he was telling the truth. What does that even look like? Right. What does it feel like to look a woman in the face yeah. and be able to tell her some shit that's, that'll make her turn around and yeah. walk away from you? Yeah. And be all right with, with it. Yeah. I had no idea a what lot that of was. that say something to a woman, but is you all right with her saying, I'm, I'm cool good that. taking that L yeah, of you not getting whatever L. it is you. Yeah. I had no idea what that felt like. I didn't even know that that was something that could be done outside of the type of relationships that I saw my uncles have that was, you know, pimps. Mm. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart and I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.